The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is Danhausen's very nice, very evil introduction to you, the Fanhausen's who are listening to the Rough House podcast. And if you do not, well, guess what? Danhausen has a special message for you. And so does uh, Christoph and Marty Housen. Guess what it is? That's right. Up yours. Listen to the podcast or up yours. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast. Uh, I don't know what episode we're at. 218? 217? Uh, 19? I don't know. 200-something. Something something in the twos. But anyway, uh, hello, welcome. I am Marty. And I am uh, I'm Christoph, and I was trying to think of something clever to say and failed miserably at it. So welcome. This is what you get at the Rough House. Guys. <laughs> this is a, a pro wrestling podcast. And uh, just a heads up, uh, especially for you OG538 folks, we got a new episode of Schlegel's Soapbox, which should be mm-hmm. up uh, as you are hearing this on the Patreon. So uh, go and check that out. Uh, very, very fun chat with the OG of the Rough House, Justin Schlegel, and including uh an interesting moral quandary he stumbled upon this week so uh yeah yeah check well, that out for sure a couple different wrinkles to unfold uh in that story there but always always enjoy having uh justin on he joins us once a month uh for schlegel's soapbox so uh, yeah and there's a myriad of other things on the patreon for you to enjoy as well so uh we have last week's rough house divided mm-hmm. that we did with uh best one-on-one fights and then uh, we'll probably do another one next week. And, yeah. uh, you know. Now, do we know what other. we're going to do next week? No, because uh, no. we don't plan we don't it. figure that out till like no. Thursday, right. <laughs> sometimes Friday. <laughs> right. And speaking of not planning in advance. The World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> for over 50 years, the revolutionary well force in sports entertainment. So last time we recorded, we were a few hours away from the Elimination Chamber. Uh mm-hmm. What, which was, as far as we knew at the time, the final pay-per-view to air on the WWE Network. Uh, not so fast as apparently Fastlane, which was added to the schedule just to be the first show on Peacock, will be on both Peacock and the WWE Network. That transition's going down smooth. I hear that it's a bunch of uh, a bunch of different situations involved with this uh, merge o- or move over to Peacock. So I hear, mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong, that it's not going to be a full, uh, I don't even know the word, to migration sort of yeah, thing. Mi- migration. So basically, if, if you're a WWE Network subscriber, mm-hmm. you're not automatically signed up. For Peacock, you have to log into you have to create your own Peacock account. Yeah, you would think that would be the the a number one thing. 
Yeah. That they aimed to knock out of the park to, to, to get this right. That, that two companies like NBC Universal and the WWE, both of which have been absolutely entrenched in streaming technology for yeah. the past five years or so. Uh, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and this this should be paramount, no pun intended, um, to you know even getting the content over, which I hear may be another issue. Yeah, so, the fact is they're going to lose subscribers with this, mm-hmm. uh, probably a fair amount, yes. because I can almost guarantee people either don't check the email address that they had for the WWE Network or won't get uh, read anything online about it, and they'll you know. Try and be trying to log into Peacock with their WWE Network credentials, and will be denied, and uh, we'll just say fuck it. I'm not going to go through all the trouble to create another account, yep. and then and then that's it. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's kind of a big issue. That's a big deal. And I also wonder how many people have WWE Network accounts that were just using those WWE Network gift cards. <laughs> like they they didn't want to give the credit card number to Vince McMahon, but they were cool yeah. going to their local Walmart buying a card. Well, and using that, like, how will that work? I've never honest, seen a peacock going gift to their card. Local well, fair, fair. <laughs> but I've never seen a peacock gift card in real life. I don't not think that's yet. a well, thing. We're also not going to stores much these days. So. That's fair. That that is fair. <laughs> that is, that is very very true. But not, uh, uh, slinking around the old gift card kiosk at Walgreens much these days. <laughs> you know, just you just go to your go to your Walgreens to hang out by the gift cards. See, I mean, you know, say see like, how the hey, people are doing. What's shaking? What's up, girl? You want uh, you want WWE Network gift card? Hey, you wanna you want this Cracker Barrel gift card? Huh? Mm-hmm. You want a Waffle House gift card? I'll get you smothered and covered, baby. Come on. <laughs> Help I like to hang out by the uh, the movie theater candy, the uh, the four yeah, for yeah. one. I like to sit there. I like to take a box of Charleston chews off the shelf and uh, sit there, uh, crisscross applesauce on the floor at the Walgreens, and uh, you know, trying to uh, trying to hit on the ladies with some Charleston chews. <laughs> As well, you should. Chris, help me yeah. understand, by the way, why does my Target sell gift cards for Steak and Shake? Uh, <laughs> um, where, uh, where, where even is a Steak and like, Shake? Isn't there one downtown? No. <laughs> There's a Shake Shack downtown. Shake Shack. That's right. Yeah, the Shake yeah. Shack. Yeah. Um, maybe. I think there's one off of 97. Okay. Okay. By, past the Beltway, oh, past the uh, uh, airport. Okay, so it, heading toward the, DC. Yes, correct. Uh, if you're heading back towards Baltimore, it would be on your right, going up 97. Okay, I believe uh, is the only one of those I've seen. So, yeah. but very weird, very very weird uh, that you know. that they have those in stock at, uh, at I, local time. Yeah, I don't really understand yeah. it, but that that's neither here nor there. Uh, Chris, I just want to say. Uh, I, I may be, uh, a mentally challenged Nostradamus because your boy landed on another prediction earlier, uh, well, I was gonna say earlier this year, but it was late last year. Uh, I, I randomly made a joke about, oh, evil turning on Nido. That's like if they randomly decided in WWE to give Jay Uso a push and challenge Roman Reigns. And they did that. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So yes, when we were did. talking about what the hell are they going to do out of Elimination Chamber to build WrestleMania, I said, I don't know. We'll have Drew win, and I guess, unless they're going to get Brock, uh, maybe they'll put good old Bobbert Lasharelli in the Mania spot. 
Now, look, we're not there yet. <sighs> we're on the road. But I think it's pretty damn obvious that's where this story ends. Because on Sunday night, what happened was uh, Drew McIntyre, he outlasted everybody in the Raw Elimination Chamber. Um, he fought valiantly. And then he was attacked post-match by Bobbert, by the Hurt Business. Hey. And it turns out it was a setup put together by The Miz so The Miz could cash in with his money in the bank briefcase and become the new WWE world champion. This so is... I would imagine that the, the storyline here is yes. that uh, MVP being the puppeteer of uh, the Hurt Business figures, well, if the Flash is going to go after a title, mm-hmm. Miz is a lot easier to beat than Drew McIntyre. Right. So then, you know, I, I think that there was was there some kind of um, whispered deal backstage that Miz would give uh, Lashley a title shot or something, and now Miz is trying to renege on that. Is that what's happening? Uh, basically. Bob Lashley kicked off Raw. He wanted his title shot against The Miz. The Miz said, uh, I, I can't give it to you immediately. And Braun Strowman uh, decided to say, hey, he wanted a title shot too for, you know, reasons. And uh, they ended up having a match uh, that was the main event of Raw, winner getting a shot against uh, The Miz. So Bobby Lashley versus Miz is set for Raw next week. I assume okay. that the end game here is we are getting the Slammiversary 2016 main event for the main event of WrestleMania this year with Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the world title. But uh, very weird, bizarre way to go. Because, uh, you know, we appreciate the Miz here. We're, we're not anti-Miz folks here at the Rough No, not at all. We, we, we think he's very good at what he does. The last time he won a singles match was when he beat Otis for the briefcase. That was six, seven, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And before that, you have to look into end of 2019 <laughs> for singles wins for The Miz. Uh, yeah, I mean, <sighs> it, I it, guess as, as a heel, yeah. you don't need to be dominant to win. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, sure, they had Drew go through Elimination Chamber and then get beat up and then, you know, just to, to lose to lose a title. So you have to go through all that work yeah, to, to cash in on this opportunity. Right. Um, I, I don't I don't. Is the juice worth the squeeze? I mean, it seems like all they want to do is a redo of last year's WrestleMania. They want Drew McIntyre to win the title in front of a crowd. I yeah. feel like that's all they want. And I don't blame them for that. Drew deserves that moment. Drew busted his ass this year. He showed he could be a main event guy. Uh, he needs a new fucking theme, though. The fucking screaming uh, bagpipes is not going to work long term. Is but, it still the, his old school, like the you know the normal bagpipes? Or do they have anything new? I haven't listened to a Drew McIntyre theme. In- it, it, it's the same one he had in NXT. Uh, okay. It's, it's not. Right. It's not broken dreams. His awesome theme when he was in WWE the first time. It's gotcha. the like dirge of bagpipes, um, which is very weird for a face. But I, so Bobby Lashley, if he beats the Miz, it means nothing because Miz cheat. Not even cheated. He just like coasted. fell into. Yeah, he coasted into a title. 
Drew's never going to get his revenge on Miz, I assume? Because <laughs> it's just going to go right to Bobby versus Drew, and... Well, I mean, if... <sighs> Yeah, like if if I'm if I'm Drew in this situation, I, sure I'm pissed at Miz, but Miz had money in the bank, so he knew that that was coming at some point. I'm probably yeah. more pissed at Lashley because Lashley's really the one who secured the win for Miz. Um, so I guess that makes some sense. I don't know. I, we're sitting here in our basements, yeah, respective basements, trying to make sense. Of WWE booking in 2021. Yeah. Why why are we doing this? That, that's this, a great what, question. Uh, that's a great what, what, what question. What are we doing here? But uh, elsewhere in Elimination Chamber, uh, Keith Lee was pulled from the show for heretofore unknown reasons. We still don't know why. Uh, yeah. He was replaced by John Morrison in the triple threat with Bobby Lashley and Riddle for the U.S. title. And Riddle is your new U.S. champion. And Lashley was the champion. Yes, yes. yes. So okay. Bobby Lashley lost his belt to Riddle, and uh, we we had John Morrison there just because. Now that's is this said, the first? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. This, the, I'm sorry. Is this the first gold Riddle has held in WWE? Yes, it's his first gold. Probably was a, a bit of his new 1.2 million dollar deal that he signed. Jesus Christ! How many years? Five? Uh, three, I believe. Three? Yes. Yeah. They let Riddle sign a three-year deal? Yeah, yeah, three-year extension. I thought it was a, a blanket five for everybody now. I, I guess Riddle's got some uh, some leverage. I don't know, but yeah. Maybe, he, uh, he, maybe he slid some mushrooms to Canyon Seaman or something. <laughs> it's definitely it's like, possible. You know, definitely you think possible. He, he, maybe uh, you know uh, 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 a nickel bag? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Drug speak. <laughs> Sorry. I, I appreciated that that you tried, but uh, elsewhere uh, between Raw, little man, <laughs> between Raw and SmackDown this week, the other elements of the road to WrestleMania were laid down as Edge officially announced his decision for WrestleMania 37. He will be going after the Universal Championship currently held by Roman Reigns which means all the work they did this week to build to a uh, Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns rematch, probably not going to change anything at all for Mania, because I don't think they're going to do Bryan versus Edge. As, as great as it would be, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, you know, but Spear versus Spear, Edge versus uh, Reigns, that's a money match, any way you look at it. So, you know, sure, Bryan, we'd love to see him headline another WrestleMania at this totally. point, but... You know, yeah, it is what it is. The other big match, Sasha Banks will be defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair at WrestleMania 37. Should be a hell of a match. And apparently it is the first women's championship match uh, where both competitors are women of color in WrestleMania history. So they got a bit of history going for them. Now, well, they're not going to put it on last <laughs> oh no not, no i don't i i I, I think i think there's uh for good or for ill i think there's no chance of that happening yeah there's no ronda rousey involved there's no, no. becky lynch involved there's no charlotte involved no vince would never let that happen yeah i i, I don't think that's gonna happen at all um but I, i'm sure we'll get time i'm sure we'll get a prominent space because i think of 
any pairing of the women right now that we haven't seen before. It's the one with the most promise. So uh, we we will see what happens there. Speaking of women in WWE, finally, about a month after she moved to the main roster at the Royal Rumble, Rhea Ripley has been announced as joining the Raw brand. Oh, sorry, Rhea. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, she'll get to murder Lana repeatedly on Monday nights. Well, if we can get a, a segment talking about Rhea Ripley's hole as we did for Nia Jax, that's all <laughs> worthwhile. Because yes. I have some thoughts on Rhea Ripley's hole that I'd like to get into. Both Would the you? thoughts and the hole. Would you? Yeah. Well, uh, should we start <laughs> a new should we start a new segment? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I should work on some bumper music for that. Yeah, you know? yeah, just... yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> oh, also something I just thought was ridiculous and, and stupid. I, I pretty much assume the path here for uh, Randy Orton for Mania is some sort of match with The Fiend. Randy Orton <laughs> was pinned clean in the Elimination Chamber. He was eliminated without any interference from anyone or that sort of thing. He spent an... an Oh, um, I'll have to look back and, and tell you no. who uh, Seamus or something probably who ended up pinning him. But he, you know, it was it, it, there was no shenaniganry. He he was right. uh, uh, eliminated, and and that was that. He okay. blamed on Monday. Uh, he blamed um, uh, Alexa Bliss for his loss. And a match that she had nothing to do with yep. made no appearance. Yep. There wasn't there wasn't okay. a distraction. There wasn't a weird spooky effect. There was nothing. He got an entire promo about how this was the fiend's fault. This was Alexa Bliss's fault. So it's mind games, baby. In your house, uh, mind games. So <laughs> that's what we're working with here. Yeah, we're gonna get a you know Alexa Bliss in a sewer match. I don't fucking know yeah. what is the fiend anymore. When's the last time we saw the fiend? He was like. He was, he was he set was on, on fire. fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was at TLC. By Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. How long has this feud been going? I feel like this feud has been going on for a year. Since at least the fall. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. But you know what is great and a fantastic example of taking lemons and turning them into lemonade? Happy this week in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Chris. Busy so, week, my friend. Very busy week. Some heartbreaker news to kick off the week. Uh, on your birthday, no less. I know. Uh, it was revealed that Hiromu Takahashi's injury was not that of the shoulder, as believed. It's a torn pectoral muscle, which he will have surgically repaired, and he's going to be out for at least the next six months. That fucking sucks yeah not great uh it it led to two changes for the castle attack weekend uh which was this past weekend uh the junior uh tag title match getting changed to uh, a match of um I'm trying to remember now uh, who the uh, junior. It was Ishimori and yeah. ELP. Thank you, Ishimori and, and ELP. Kanemaru and Kanemaru El and Despi. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, they won the titles. Uh, yes. So. Yeah. So that was a pretty quick uh, flip turn and reverse right there. Uh, but also, it was announced that uh, Hiromu would be putting up the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in a match that. Looked like it was going to be ELP versus Bushi, but El Desperado added himself to it. And yeah. uh, after today's Castle Attack show, we got Despy two belts. Easy for me to say. Despy two yeah. belts, folks. 
and maybe Despy Four Belts come Thursday. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like you said, uh, lemons into lemonade. The loss of Hiromu Takahashi is huge and terrible. Massive and, blow to the junior division in New Japan. Right. Uh, he essentially was, you know, he he was definitely the face and the workhorse as well. But um, I feel like giving De- El Desperado the push here, making him the champion for the first time in his career, uh, the junior heavyweight champion, you know. Despy had a really strong 2020, and I think that this is probably the best option going forward to let him run wild on it. The other bad thing is we're losing the the possible Hiromu Ibushi match that we yeah. were all hoping to see at the anniversary show later this week. But instead, we're getting Despy versus Ibushi, which should be just as good. Uh, and mm-hmm. the belts are up for grabs here, uh, as as they decided, as Ibushi said, after he defeated Naito in the main event this morning, mm-hmm. uh, called back to their Wrestle Kingdom match in 2008, I believe, when Despy came back from excursion mm-hmm. and fought Ibushi for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Uh, Ibushi was like, you wrestled like shit back then. And Despy's <laughs> like, well, I'm a different guy right now, motherfucker. Give them belts yeah so we're gonna have a big big belt battle on the double champs uh el desperado versus kota bushi i think it's thursday mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. is the anniversary show so yeah. that is going to be awesome the 49th anniversary of new japan pro wrestling Christ. uh 1972 march 4th Jeez. was the first show so they they do it every year on march 4th and uh, that, that is a big-time main event. I got to say, I haven't watched either Castle Attack show yet, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you watched either one? I didn't watch the Saturday show, uh, but I watched the Today show. Uh, most of Today's show. I watched the three the three big matches. Um, it was the Never Openweight Championship with Tanahashi uh, defending against the Great Okan, who still is not really coming along. Um, yeah. Kind of a, especially after such the banger match that Tanahashi had with uh, Shingo uh, a couple weeks ago, where he won that title. Coming off that into this, like Okan's footwork wasn't there. It, it just it, every, it, he seemed just not on the same level as Tanahashi. Which, to be fair, most people aren't on the same level as Tanahashi, especially at this point in Tana's career. But. Right. He, just, he didn't even make it look like he could hang. It was it was pretty disappointing. Um, so that that happened. Tana retains with a, a crucifix uh, bomb roll up mm-hmm. on that. Um, there was some added. They're trying to make some added drama with Okan trying to recruit Yoda Suji into uh, the United Empire, and of course, uh, Suji's been one of Tanahashi's biggest cheerleaders uh, as a young lion, and that that didn't come to a head or anything like that. So, you know, I'm not, not sure what the point of that was, but <laughs> it happened nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had the big triple threat match, which fucking ruled. Um, was really really good. ELP, you know, was pretty much in the thick of all of it, uh, and. I thought for a couple minutes there that they were going to go with ELP as a champ. At one point, he uh, unmasked Despy, uh, mm-hmm. and Despy and Despy took a pile driver on the ramp, and then was unmasked. And then so he kind of just sat out there. One of the young lions ran back, got him a new mask, and then you know five minutes later, Despy comes back into the match and and wrecks some shit. So um, that was really fun. Uh, and I got to say, the main event of um, Ibushi versus Naito for the uh, Intercontinental Championship was a fucking banger. I mean, nice. those guys, nice. They they it was it was vintage 
uh, Ibushi Naito. Uh, a lot, a lot of crazy neck spots. Um, so very, very fun to watch. Uh, Ibushi retains after a series of um, uh, Kamagoyes and uh, a real super brutal uh, that. Uh, second rope um, into the ring German suplex that Ibushi loves to do. Fuck, that was nasty to watch, man. <laughs> like, and there were, you know, just a lot of a lot of cringy neck spots. But that's what you get from a, a Ibushi Naito match, and they delivered on that. So uh, that's uh, that's that's what I caught. Um, I know earlier in the show, the uh, New Japan dads of Tenzan and uh, Kojima beat. Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay for Very some reason. Very surprised at that being the result. Uh, apparently, yeah. the story of that is Cobb and uh, Osprey uh, are, aren't teaming well together. Um, but yeah, less than 10 minutes, Tenzan and Kojima going over. Very weird, especially considering, yeah. uh, you know, Tenzan and Kojima just ate losses to those guys. Yeah. Very, very weird that they would go over in the tag match. I, I don't, re- unless the idea is to, you know, stretch it out, have Howard Finkel yell that this feud must continue. I don't really know why they would do this. Yeah, and it looked like yesterday on the Saturday show we had the blow off to the um, Okada Evil feud with I Okada. I heard that was shockingly good. Really? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back because I, I kind of I was a little bit well I was less interested in that than I was Ishii and Jay White, which I heard yeah. banged. Yeah. As well, that's a number one for things I want to check out. Yeah, I'm, I might go back and, and watch that. Uh, Jay White picks up the the win over Ishii to defend his uh, was it New Year's Dash where Ishii pinned him clean mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. he lost uh, the the big double gold dash the night prior. Um, and then those were the, I think the two. No, the, wasn't there a uh, wasn't there a third big match on Saturday show? Uh, let me look back. Uh, we also had the oh. pro wrestling uh, Texas strap uh, strap match. Oh. No, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Oh no, the the, the tag. There was a uh, was there a trios match on on Saturday? Uh, for the never, uh, not for the never titles? belts. No, no. Okay, because this morning it was God beating Goto and Yoshihashi to retain the uh, heavyweight tag belts. Did you watch that? No, fast oh, forward okay. through that. Okay, all right. But the <laughs> all in all, the three way was worth checking out. I, I saw some praise yes. this morning that said it went well beyond what you would expect. It, it was really good. Well, I mean, you know, the three really good workers, you know, Bushi, obviously, you know, being Bushi, yeah. but, it's, but he it, can, he can show up and, and work. The junior division has, you know, an A tier, which is one guy really. And then B tier. I mean, uh, guys, I like, put, put Ishimori in A tier. Uh, Ishimori can coast sometimes uh, when he, when he needs to deliver, he does. But yeah. like, his junior tag title runs and everything or just like him just being there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It just, I, I, I feel like Hiromu is, you know, your AT tier guy. And then after that, it drops well, off kind of hard. Here's your time to, with a door that is forbidden being open to bring in some, uh, you know, some, some outside talent to boost bolster this junior yeah. division. Well, I know? can tell you one person who I hope doesn't pop up. 
Marco stunt. Uh, close. Uh, at least in terms of uh, small childlike interest. Um, I'm oh, going to go no. ahead and uh, talk about this. So apparently uh, Marty Skrull was part of the recent U.S. tapings for New Japan Strong. First time Marty yeah. Skrull has popped up since he was named in the Speaking Out movement. First time since he was... Uh, Parted ways, uh, yeah. With? Parted ways with Ring of Honor? Question mark? Yeah. Question mark? Question mark? Um, man, if if they do this, it's really gonna hurt my fandom of this company a lot. Well, I mean, they already employ and push Will Osprey. Yeah, but Will I mean, Ospreay. It's, it's, it's apples and oranges. It's yeah. not the same situation. And, and but I, I know that like Hanma had been accused of some things and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this girl thing, like that dude needs to get a Joe job and just walk on from ProRes. Like I, Japan uh, is different. I know, I, they're I know. a little more sexually deviant. I, I guess um, I don't know. It's, it's it's a whole different thing over there they i don't know yeah it's 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 weird and it it will be a bummer to see him pop back up but you know as i I, playing the new japan collection uh app i i noted uh, a couple of weeks or a month or so ago that you know marty scroll cards were back in the draft uh for if you for drafting cards like oh no I think I know where this is going. Right, so. right. Yeah, not not great. Not great for yeah. anybody here. But speaking of New Japan Strong this week was the long-awaited throwdown between John Moxley and Kenta for the U.S. Championship. And, um, you know, Chris, if I had to describe this show, you ever see a band you were really, really excited to see and find yourself just just heaping praise on the opener? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. I'm in this exact same boat with you. So you agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so everybody was there to watch John Moxley versus Kenta. And it was fine. You know, it was a good match. Yeah. But Red Narita, the young lion, had himself a match with indie superstar Chris Dickinson. And uh, they stole the show completely. Yeah, I know Dickinson's been a guy who's been wanting to get into New Japan for ages i know that his whole thing since he's been a part of new japan strong is really like showing he belongs with the lion mark but goddamn, <laughs> like dude ren narita went fucking off on yeah. this match and yeah. it was a blast to watch the chop exchanges uh i haven't really you know i haven't been watching strong religiously so i haven't really i think this may have been the first chris dickinson match that i've seen mm-hmm. um i get strong cesaro vibes from the yeah, guy I can see that. uh both you know in appearance and in moveset uh which is always a good thing you know to be compared to to cesaro is uh, one of the highest compliments i think you could get oh, uh, yeah. in being a wrestler uh but yeah he's he sold his ass off and delivered a bunch of shit and both guys chests were like fucking hamburger afterwards mm-hmm. and you know ren narita was fucking pushing off uh the ref and you know just going ham uh i was super into this match really really enjoyed it and he pulled out the surprise victory by submission yeah yeah did not expect that but uh yeah hell of a match and then i guess the forbidden door remains if nothing else cracked open as john moxley shock of shocks retains the u.s championship over kenta sorry kenta you don't get to have your briefcase anymore guess you just 
get to choke in front of an empty warehouse. That's pretty much what you get to do now. Uh, I will. I will say, had this match been in front of a live crowd, mm-hmm. it probably would have improved my thoughts of it. Yes. the The setup for New Japan Strong is, like you said, an empty warehouse, and it it, it you know it's hard to hide that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of the same way how the um, Japanese side of the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament is mm-hmm. kind of in this small empty warehouse. It just kind of detracts from what's happening and right. it's to no fault of the performers i mean mox and kenta they were they were when they were in the ring and it was focused on that and they were trading blows mm-hmm. i I, w- I was into it um but the the outside brawling it, it just kind of fell flat for me yeah yeah it, it it could have definitely used a live crowd um you know there's almost part of me that's like should they run it back on a live episode of dynamite like i i don't know but um you know, for the buildup, it mostly delivered. It's just it got really outclassed on the same show. And yeah. for as much as I can sit here and say, yeah, it was, you know, perfectly fine match and, and guys worked hard. It, the surprise of Narita Dickinson really, you know, took the ball and ran with it that night. So uh, a credit yeah. to those guys. Uh, but speaking of John Moxley, let's go ahead and pop over to our dear friends in AEW. <laughs> Very, very big week for AEW, and no, we're not going to talk about the Observer Awards. Well, uh, yeah. it's a big week. Yeah, so it's it, a big week it, for Elite. It started with a bummer as Anna J uh, revealed she suffered a shoulder injury and will be out for six to twelve months. Not great. Yeah. Not not nope. not a real wonderful situation to be in. But then uh, I believe it was Tuesday that we found out about this. Uh, so I get this text and I half see it cause I'm working at the time mm-hmm. and you texted myself and Justin and you said something like the third hour is going to be a YouTube show. And because I half read it, I thought you were saying it's a YouTube show with the go big show. Uh. <laughs> I thought that Warner media was like, you know what? We've got these ratings hits with AEW and the Go Big Show, let's put them together. Then I actually read your message, and I went, fucking Big Show? What? What? (laughs) And sure as shit, Paul White has signed with AEW to be a commentator first and wrestler second, and he will be hosting the second AEW YouTube show, Monday nights at 7 AEW Dark Elevation. It's a hell of a name. It, it, um, it is. It very much is. Apparently, it was Warner Media's suggestion to add the dark in front of Elevation. Okay, I was so going to say the dark knew. seems very unnecessary there. But if you're separating the brands, I guess. Yeah, the, 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 the idea that you know it's the you know enhancement talent show, I guess was was the general idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. But that's sure. going to kick off on March fifteenth. Uh, it's going to be Paul White and Tony Schiavone on commentary. Interesting duo. Um, I, I I have no idea how Paul White's going to be as a commentator. He's a funny yeah. guy in, in conversation. Uh, things I know about Paul White. Funny guy. Loves vaping. Loves it. Absolutely <laughs> adores it. And also super into the video game Destiny. That's all I really know about him beyond the fact that he turns 
constantly. I just assume, by the way, when he comes out to do commentary, he's going to come out of the face tunnel and then leave through the heel tunnel. And basically, they're going to have to have someone guide him to the commentary booth because he's just going to keep going in circles. Heel tunnel, face <laughs> tunnel, heel tunnel, face tunnel. Just he will never be able to stop. What's the over and under on uh, on number of shows until he cries? <laughs> uh, do you think he's going to cry when, when they officially have him out on Dynamite on Wednesday? <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, now, people have been speculating uh, online that, you know, and I think they're half joking and maybe half serious that, uh, all right, now we're finally going to get the, uh, long rumored Shaq versus big show match. Um, <laughs> so people are saying that Paul White's going to cost, um, Shaq the match, the, you know, the big mixed tag match he has with Cody, Oof. uh, on, on Wednesday and lead to Shaq V big show, or I'm sorry, versus Paul White. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be an adjustment to yeah, not say yeah. big show after all these years. Um, they could call it the giant the again, I guess. Yeah. yeah, was, yeah. Uh, that was a trade. Was that the, tra- yeah, that was the WCW, of WCW trademark? So, so I guess they have to know. come up with something else. Unless Turner kept that big sh- that up. Uh, fuck that, that trademark in their back pocket. Well, uh, they could always that. just say fuck Ryback and call him the big guy. Uh, no, because then I'll then I'll my mind will go to Ryback and I never want my mind to go to Ryback. <laughs> never. You know, that guy just posts fast food reviews on YouTube now. That's yep. That's his thing. Skip right by him. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't I mean it got people talking. But yeah. I don't know what a Paul White can like I don't think Paul White's a guy and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the the Twitter buzz says otherwise. But is Paul White a guy that's going to make the infamous lapsed viewer come back to the fold? I don't think so. Um I think he's a recognizable face. Um, sure. So that, that, that can help. Uh, but, and also, you know, he's a vet he's, he's been around and I feel like with him back there, uh, or being around people like Lance Archer or Brian cage or Luchasaurus can kind yeah. of, you know, study at the altar of uh, one of the best, if not, Arguably the best. I mean, on, oh, I guess you got Andre there, but Andre yeah. wasn't known as a great worker. I, I would uh, say he well uh, in the states. I, I I literally saw a clip the other day of Andre taking uh, fucking Frankenstein'er in the fifties, and I lost my shit. Um, Where? Uh, I, Japan? I, uh, in France? France? Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. There was a clip on. Uh, I don't know if it was on the the uh, Squared Circle subreddit or if it. Chris Hero wow. runs a wrestling subreddit called Wrestling Genius. It might have been on there. Okay. But I was just huh. like, holy shit, that's amazing. Wow. Um, right. But in in terms of modern day big men, it's like him and Kane are like the guys to learn from. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I could see that. And nobody wants to learn from Kane these days. So. <laughs> right. Right. I, I could <laughs> see where he could be a, a boon for the group of big guys they have. I will say you want to keep Lance Archer from standing next to him on television because nothing's going to make him look smaller than that. Uh, But yeah, on the whole, it's just an odd choice. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit, a little bit in the the episode with Justin, which you can hear on Patreon about a guy like Jake, the snake Roberts. I feel like this is another old guy and you do hit, 
a critical mass point of old guys. Because you got Sting yeah. out there, and I'll say Sting was very effective this week. Yes. You got Tully Blanchard. I am kind of weirdly looking forward to his first real match since the late 80s yeah. uh, on Wednesday. You, you got Arn out there. You got mm-hmm. Jake out there. You got all these people. and Jerry Lynn comes out from time to time. Yeah. Malenko's back there. Yeah, and, and you just kind of go like, do we do we need another retirement guy? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it's a weird choice, and I could also say I'm not thrilled at the idea of a big show match in AEW. Well, remember, like you know, he hasn't been, he hadn't been used too much before his release, and apparently it was a you know disagreement with Vince over money and how he was going to be used, and he wasn't happy with how he was being used and stuff like that. Yeah. But there was that time a couple years ago where he came back from a random hiatus or injury, and he was fucking jacked. Oh yeah, well I I, be- I believe that was literally ten years ago. So no, that wasn't ten years ago. Are, are we talking about when he came back and did the match with Floyd Mayweather? No, no. Okay, I'm talking about when he had like a six pack. Like he that's that's you, when I'm thinking of him being. Jacked. No, this was re- this was more recent than that. This okay. was maybe four years ago. Okay, uh, which okay. still is a long time. Yeah. Um, but but still, I think it was. Uh, I don't remember, but that Google. Uh, big show abs and you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll the, find it <laughs> the photo it, it's like holy shit like he dropped all this yeah. weight he got hella ripped um, but again that was four or five years ago right. uh, at, at best uh, but you know if he's gonna put over people and not you know challenge for a championship and win a championship right away that's a very wwe or i'm sorry that's a very tna thing to do right uh and we definitely don't want that uh, but, you know, having there to boost awareness, he could be, a you know, brand ambassador sort of thing, do press, you know, he's got acting chops, mm-hmm. he's got Hollywood contacts, you know, that maybe, you know, there think there are reasons for him to be useful, ways for him to be useful that aren't in the ring. Yeah. Uh, and even in the ring, putting over some of the new bigger guys is useful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we are about a week away from actually we are literally a week away from AEW Revolution which will be the first Sunday night pay-per-view for AEW uh and in turn this week because this coming Wednesday show is all about the build the final build for Revolution we saw some storyline inva- uh, ad- advancement uh from AEW including some great build for the main event, the exploding barbed wire death match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. They gave you the full court press. We had a video package showing the feud from the literal first AEW show to yeah. uh, John Moxley after joining the beat up Dolph Ziggler fantasy camp and pinning Ryan Nemeth, uh, <laughs> cutting the promo of a lifetime uh, about yeah. the exploding barbed wire death match doing his best job to put it over when clearly they didn't have access to any footage yeah. of prior exploding uh death matches which is unfortunate but you know i i know pretty much every company that did those are defunct well also i feel like it kind of adds to the air of mystery as we don't know exactly how they're going to pull this off like we right. you know i've seen gifs and clips of of some some matches from FMW or whatever it was back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like them not having a reference point for the audi- main audience mm-hmm. is helping them out because it doesn't give the viewer who is unaware of it, which I, I would probably say the majority 
maybe of AEW mm-hmm. viewers mm-hmm. haven't seen a match like this. Yeah. Um, and it, it leaves it open uh, to, you know, to the, you know, leaves that air of mystery that you don't know what to expect and how they're going to pull it off. Right. And we also had some comedic build as uh, uh, Alex Marvez continues to just teleport to wherever AEW yeah. superstars are. With that or, or he just follows Kenny Omega everywhere, showing up at the workshop of Kenny Omega as Omega is building some sort of device to use in the match, the Moxley Extermination Chamber. Um, <laughs> basically, what it just looked like was Kenny Omega was whacking a uh, wrench against some wood. That, yeah. <laughs> that's what appeared to be happening. Yep, um, pretty much. Very silly, very comical. I, I assume this is probably going to be some sort of uh, big weapon a la yeah. the barbed wire net that was used at Full Gear 2019. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out uh, next Sunday. Um, in terms of other build for Revolution, uh, we got an attempt to make MJF and Chris Jericho turn uh, MJF Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks turn that into a literal blood feud as... <laughs> Craig T. Nelson, Papa Buck, was taken down <laughs> by Chris Jericho and MJF, uh, smeared with Craig fake Craig T. Nelson blood. is a way better actor than Papa <laughs> Buck. Okay. All right. We knew well, there would be Mr. some follow-up on <laughs> Papa Buck last week. I was a little iffy about having Papa Buck, you know, uh, stand tall over uh, MJF and... Jericho, if, but you were right, Chris. Pop, you were right. If Papa Buck isn't at Revolution in the front row with his like head tape bandaged up, yeah. then what the fuck are we even doing here? He he should be because and and here's a, a fun story. Uh, OG five thirty eight. Uh, apparently, Papa Buck did want to blade, and they had to talk him out of it. <laughs> That is Papa a man who wants to give business. to the business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's going hard on it. Uh, and, and I'm all for it. Well done, Papa Buck. You should have. Yeah, well, you should have taken an acting mask. class first, though. <laughs> I love how it was like, uh, you know, he was looking all uh, fucking beat up. And then he like peek his eyes open and look around and then close his eyes again. Like, hey, how's it going? Is it going good? Sort of thing. Like, is this working out? out? Is this working out? Yeah. You guys like this? Yeah. Is it good? It's like uh, fucking um, Sid Caesar at the end of Vegas vacation. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a deep cut, but yes, for the yes. five of you who get it, there yeah, you go. There you go. Uh, we continue on with the women's eliminator tournament. Uh, we had a very, very good match between Britt Baker and Nyla Rose on the show. Oh, yeah. That match banged. Uh, so goddamn good. I was surprised that Nyla ended up winning, though. I was as well. I really thought that this was this whole tournament was a way to elevate Baker into uh, the contendership. That way, we'd also get another a return match between her and Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. because you know she's still alive in the bracket as well. But uh, not 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 the case. Nyla Rose, the native beast, picks up the W after I think two beast bombs yeah. on Brit. Um, yeah. And I love you know the way that Nyla powered out of the lockjaw attempts. And there was a lot of really good back and forth between those two really, really good match. Now here's the part that I am unsure of tonight okay. on bleacher report. We're going to get uh, the thunder Rosa Riho match winner goes okay. against Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to get the Japan finals on Monday. Okay. At least I think we're supposed to get the Japan finals on Monday. 
Anyway, that's, that's uh, oh, I don't remember either his name. Uh, it, it, the two uh, the two Japanese chicks. Yeah, uh, Ryu Ryu Mizunami and Mizunami. um, uh, oh God, what is her name? The uh, the one who beat no Ryu Mizunami beat Aja Kong. Yes, uh, Yuka Sakazaki. That's her name. Yuka Sakazaki. The, the, the magical yeah, I kept, girl. I kept, my my brain was saying Emi Sakura, but I know that wasn't it. So so that's going to be the final. That's supposed to be on Monday. Uh huh. Are we having two, if not three, women's matches on Wednesday? Because the winner is supposed to get a shot at Sheeta at Revolution. So we still need to have the U.S. finals happen and the Japan finals happen. And then they need to go against each other. Or is that all happening on Monday? I don't know. You can, you can see where I'm confused, though, right? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know when these matches are supposed to air, because if we're going to be down to one in time for Sunday, we need three more matches. And they've only announced two. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little confusing. I would... Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, got, I got nothing. I would imagine the finals of the tournament will take place on Wednesday. Yeah. Whether an additional match takes place on Wednesday as well, I do not know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 a little unsure there, uh, and, and I've done my damnedest to try to follow this from the jump. Maybe we get one on dark as well. So it's it, three. You know, that's possible. That's definitely possible. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday the finals, and then the title shot it on the following Sunday. Right. Anyway, you slice it. I'm I'm excited to see who goes against uh, Sheeta because this is probably the best belt, the best built Sheeta match since like her original win over Nyla Rose. Unless you're, uh, it depends on your feelings about the Abaddon feud. Um, yeah, it but, didn't go as as great as I thought. So who do you think wins? Uh, I think uh, it is going to be Yuka Sakazaki. I, I think she's taking the whole thing. Um, okay. Uh, I, I think Rosa is going to lose her match due to something with Brit because they're going to mm-hmm. blow that off in a big, like, you know, whether it's an I quit match or something like that. I, sure. I feel like there's some kind of step. still a little more there. And I feel like you kind of have someone small go against Nyla. So I think uh, Yuka is going to beat uh, uh, Ryo uh, Mizunami. Yeah, Ryo Mizunami. And then we'll have. Sakazaki versus um, Nyla, Nyla for the finals. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's that's what I think. And I think since we've already had Nyla versus Sheeta a few times, it would kind of spice it up to do something else. Okay. All right. Yeah. You make sound arguments there. Yeah. And typically, and this is the fun thing about watching AEW, I, I had an interesting conversation this week, Chris, with a friend of mine who is new to wrestling. Okay. They've never watched wrestling before. At never ever an never. attitude error. Are Didn't they fam- want- uh, familiar with like wrestlers at all or vaguely? Okay. So the the thing is, uh, their partner watches wrestling and they got into uh-huh. it. So they gotcha. were telling me how they'd never watched wrestling before and now they're into AEW. And okay. um, it's been very interesting to have conversations with them about like how all of these, you know, things are, are or aren't working for them. Uh-huh. Know, as as a fan who's never watched anything, and a yeah. lot of the women's stuff, you know, actually plays to non fans because you know it's it's interesting matches, and um, you know, obviously a guy like Phoenix plays really well to new fans sure. because you know the action is out of this world. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just thought it, that's kind of interesting to to sit here as uh, you know a, a fan. Uh, 
um, who has lived and breathed wrestling since I was little and, and sort of compare and contrast. But the thing that I really noticed is AEW follows these logical story progressions because what my friend was telling me, she's like, oh, I think this is going to be, you know, the plan that, you know, Omega is going to beat Mox and eventually Adam Page is going to be the one to finally beat Omega. All these things without me prompting, right. just like she just was like, I think I figured out where these stories are going. Yeah. And the thing is, AEW actually follows Follow through, through. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's not a bad thing that it's somewhat predictable. So when we have these conversations about sort of predicting where, you know, matches are going to go. Yeah, some of them are pretty obvious, but. That's not a bad thing. It, it means you kind of know what to look forward to. Right. And AEW so far hasn't done the, oh, well, everybody expects this to happen. So we're going to do X, to, you know, you're going to do the opposite to fuck o- over the people who think they figured us out right, sort of thing. Right. Even if it goes against whatever story they're trying to tell, you know, yeah. AEW sticks through to their story. They have an idea, you know, they, they book they book the finals and then work their way back as opposed to booking as they go along as WWE tends to do. So, yeah, it's good that somebody, you know, uh, who's unfamiliar with how pro wrestling works has, has picked up on that. That's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. And it it tells me that, Hey, maybe there is something to AEW getting fans who weren't fans previously. Um, anyway, in terms of other revolution build, we had more for team Taz versus sting and Darby. Uh, I got to say really effective angle on Wednesday night. Uh, Sting came out with a body bag hook inside the body bag and then Darby coming down from the rafters. Probably the first and only time I've seen Darby look excited ever. Um, (laughs) I did love the little like, like weak little kick he threw at cage as he went by cage. (laughs) Yeah, which yeah. was was like eh, sort of thing. Uh, smartly enough, they they cut away from uh, Darby as he unhooked himself. Yes. Um, so we didn't get to see him fumble around with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we had a little bit of a brawl with Sting, you know, g- getting some shit in on Brian Cage. He had the Stinger Splash. He had the Scorpion Death Drop. They both yeah. look good. Let's be honest. That's all he really needs to do. <laughs> yes. So absolutely. So and I wouldn't be surprised feeling if this a little match... more excited about that match. Yeah, and I'm, I, you know, I, I would be shocked if it wasn't, you know, pre-recorded. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. You know, it, it may have already been recorded. Who knows? Yes. Um, but you know, the only thing, and I hate to pick nits, but you know, at one point, you know, as as Darby's zipping down, Cage is just kind of standing there like a dork watching it all happen instead of doing anything to <laughs> to prevent it. But right, that's you know, that's pro wrestling, right? You know, as it works. Uh, something that I feel like hasn't gotten a lot of talk on the internet this week is the sit down interview that Tony Schiavone had with Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford and Miro. (laughs) I thought Uh, Miro was amazing in this little promo. I thought it was great. I, I, I did think he was great as well, but really what stole the promo was the little middle school type note. Will you have a match with us at Revolution? <laughs> Circle, yes, no, maybe. That is so on brand for best friends in OC. I fucking adored that. 
Yeah, uh, I I very much loved it, and I also loved that Miro kept calling Chuck Taylor Charles the Charles. entire time. Yes, and, and said you can just come back. You can be my butler. We'll we'll forgive and forget. <laughs> so you were a very good butler, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. last but far from least, what I wanted to talk about was the main event of the evening for spot in the Revolution Ladder Match. We're going to know five of the participants. The sixth will be announced at the pay per view. So so yeah. far. Uh, we had confirmed Penta L0M, Scorpio Sky, Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. We've got a match coming up this week between, interestingly enough, Ten and Max Caster. So yeah, that's trying to give a young star a shot there. That's uh, interesting. I I'd, I'd imagine Ten wins this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, either one could go, uh, especially because they seem to be getting behind Caster as a face. Um, but the main event was Lance Archer versus Ray Phoenix. We were very, very excited about it going in, and I'll be goddamned if they didn't deliver. This was some of the best big guy, little guy, flippy dude versus strong dude type action you could ask for. I feel like we should just like pull audio of the past four weeks or four months, really, of us saying Ray Phoenix is the greatest in the world right now and yeah. just play it all over again because it's, it's all the same praise. I mean, he's it was it was and it's not just his high flying, incredible agility and athleticism that does it. It's it's little things that he does that you, you start to pick up on the way he sells. And like when Archer did the uh, like overthrow uh, over uh, overhead release uh, inside out suplex thing and Phoenix like sold it to where he went over to the bottom turnbuckle and like, you know, was all exhausted and zonky eyed mm-hmm. seeing stars mm-hmm. on the bottom turnbuckle, you know, the way he just believe he, he's so believable in his unbelievability. If that yes. makes any kind of yeah. sense. No, no, that, that, that makes a, a ton of sense as, as admittedly strange a turn of phrase as that is. Uh, I, yeah. I agree with it completely. Um, you know, he is, unparalleled at this point and archer you know we said last week about how since g1 2019 he's Mm -hmm. really stepped his game up this was just another example of it uh just a really really great match uh great big guy work jake was kind of awkward in his little bits but it is what it is um but i i really really loved this match it delivered exactly how i wanted to and then the post match the little begrudging fist bump i thought was nice yep not not out of uh you know oh they're not buddies anymore of a god damn it you beat me <laughs> sort of yeah. thing and uh yeah yeah I, I i just thought it was a nice little touch and i i think he will be uh an excellent dude for people to land on in that ladder match <laughs> yes without without a doubt yeah uh, so, you need you need, you need some big guys in a match like that yes so we got cody we got scorpio sky we got penta we got lance archer we're thinking 10 mm-hmm. who do you think is the sixth guy i don't know i mean they like to do a debut mm-hmm. on these uh you know big shows i mean yeah. you know they only do pay-per-views once a quarter, so yeah. each pay-per-view is big in its own right. right. I don't know who is out there that hasn't been that's unsigned. Um, I could also see it being some kind of uh, maybe New Japan worker or maybe somebody from Impact. I mean, you know, 
I hope it's not Sammy Callahan. I'll put it. I'll put that out yeah. there because yeah. I don't want to see see him necessarily. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with this. It could be somebody already on the roster. I mean, yeah, it could be know. Sammy. That could be where he makes his big return. But uh, Chris, oh yeah, you know, if I'm honest, uh, I'm thinking there's there was kind of a, a, a something lingering that hasn't been touched since that dog collar match in October. I'm thinking. Greg the Hammer Valentine's Mama Fratelli looking ass is going up that ladder and earning him a shot at the TNT <laughs> Championship. Throw Greg Valentine off a ladder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bucket list right there. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. No, I think. Um, yeah, I got nothing better. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Roughhouse Rough House, uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Roughhouse podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. The WWE Network, $9.99 with a six-month commitment, is committed to you. Not just original WWE, ECW, and WCW programming, but original feature films based off of super popular franchises. That's right, we're giving you Stingblade. Mm-hmm, hiding in the rafters. Mm-hmm, doing You got face paint on. Black trench coat, scorpion upon chest, face paint. What will the slow country fella do next against the authority? I just hang around in the roof a little bit, having potted meat and raggers, hootie raggers. I might fall. This isn't the same one you guys use for Owen, is it? Sting, WWE Legends contract signee, returns triumphantly for an original WWE production. Stingblade on the WWE Network. Y'all not do that, that boy. Mm. Genders are fire. They're good. Good guy. Drew McIntyre. JTG, I agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Vicky got it. I miss Vicky's ass. We got a big butt. I want to bite her butt. Stingblade on the WWE Network. Available eventually. Mm-hmm. We're running out of money.